The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to an emergency edition quickie podcast. Uh, right here in your Pride of Detroit podcast feed. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the editor-in-chief of Pride of Detroit at Detroit Online. With me for this emergency pod is Ryan Matthews, senior editor of Pride of Detroit. Eh, Ryan, underscore POD. I'm talking fast because we want this to be quick, fast, you know, quick podcast because there's there's big news to talk about. We're only two weeks into the season. We already got big news. We do have big news. And that big news is that Jamie Collins is reportedly on the trading block. He was held out of practice, according to Dave Burkett, specifically because he is on the trading block. The Lions have seen enough after two games. They made it clear pretty much after the game that the Derek Barnes time was soon. And now it sounds like his, his time isn't soon. It's now. Oh, yeah, and, and I mean, it's not going to be just a little bit of Derek Barnes. We're going to be drinking Derek Barnes from the fire hose. Like, the it's Derek be a- Barnes cup overfloweth. Uber- overfloweth and that's what everybody wanted so it's what everybody wanted so it's what everybody is going to get and you know jeremy i think what stands out the most to me and i know we got some quotes here is the quote that probably best articulates why jamie collins because i i want you to take your victory lap you have talked about it on our podcast before about jamie collins kind of just like disinterest or lack of effort when it comes to you know training camp into the preseason, only played one game, kind of going through the motion, so to speak. Dan Campbell was on 97-1 on, um, I believe it was, uh, he was on the morning show this morning, right? Yeah. And he's talking about Alex Anzalone's play. And he says, yeah, look, I'll just say this. He got the defensive holding on the one, and that's fine. They threw that. I got it. Then the throw, he got beat on the touchdown. I mean, that's a pretty good throw. But when you watch him, you watch every one of the plays he had, he's all over the field. I mean, the guy is like balls to the wall every play. Is it perfect? No. But I know this, and this is where I think it gets a little bit pointed about Jamie Collins. It's all-out effort. He's making the calls. He's in on a really... He's in on really a majority of our tackles. I just know it starts with effort and intensity, and he's got it. No, it's not always perfect, but that's at least a start for what we're looking for on the defense. Juxtapose with what he said to the media the day before 
about Jamie Collins. He says, Jamie is a big linebacker. He's a very athletic linebacker. The way he moves is a little different. Now, does he move with the same effort or have the same effort as Alex? No, I don't think so. I think Alex just plays at a high level all the time. Now, this, listen, this, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good or bad look for, for Dan Campbell going to the public with, with comments like this. You have to imagine if he goes to the public with comments like this, he's probably already gone to the player. At least you hope he has. Um, we've seen him sometimes do that to light a little bit of a fire, right? Like he, he, I think he said that about, about Logan Stenberg in the office or during the, during training camp. He says, you know, what? We, we need to see a little more from him. Um, but he, he's done this a couple times now. And the other person that he said, like, it's not good enough was, uh, Tyrell Crosby. And now he's gone. And so it's, it's interesting to me to see Dan Campbell be brutally, brutally honest in front of the media. Some, I mean, and, and it can go both ways. Like I think there's, there's a level of appreciation there that he's willing to be so forthright, but it's also calling out your own players publicly, which can rub some people the wrong way. Could rub a guy like Jamie Collins the wrong way. I have to imagine a 30 some year old guy having a, a brand new head coach in, in a new city talking trash about him publicly probably, probably doesn't like that too much. And whether, whether Campbell's in the right or wrong, it it's, it's, it's noteworthy, right? Because, um, you know, it, it, he is establishing a culture and he is, you know, trying to get the players on his side. And when you do something like that, you're, you're going to divide, there's going to be a natural division there. And maybe the natural division is that he wants here and people that he doesn't want here. And that's fine. Like Jamie Collins, like you said, the, the, the effort thing has been, has, has followed him his entire career. And, and that's why from the get go, I've been saying like, this guy doesn't look like he's giving it every day in practice. I'm not sure that's going to fly with Dan Campbell and this coaching staff, even if there is no drama there. Even if, even if I'm playing overplaying the, the drama card here, like this kind of makes sense anyways. Like you got a 31 year old linebacker. You've got a really young guy on the bench. What does Jamie Collins give you this year and beyond? Maybe slightly better than average play at his best, but what good is that getting you right now? It, it, it is true. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's somebody waiting in the wings on the bench in Derek Barnes where Everybody is so gung ho about seeing more of him because of the way that he's flashed in the preseason, um, even how he flashed at the end of the 49ers game. Of course, we're going to preach caution when it comes to a fourth round rookie, especially somebody who has to go up against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. But with that being said, a quick maybe synopsis, Jeremy, uh, before we get out of here about like the cap ramifications about a Jamie Collins trade. Um you know, we're not going to get too much in the specifics of what Jamie Collins would fetch in a trade or what the Lions would even be really interested in getting. But I think that that discussion is tied to the cap um, ramifications of, of a Jamie Collins deal. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, the team trading form isn't going to have to pay too much for him this year. It's going to be three in like the three million range for his salary. The problem is next year that bumps up to nine point eight million. So you have to imagine whoever's getting him is probably just getting him for the rest of the year and then probably cutting him after that. Mm -hmm. um, for the Lions, you're immediately taking like 3.3 dead dead cap this year. The problem is that bumps to like 6.3 million or something like that next year um, because all of the, you know, prorated bonuses. He has one of those contracts that has like six voided years on the end and all those voided years come back to you when you cut the contract short. And so it, it'll be a little costly for the Lions next year. But this is this is what they've been doing, right? Is they're just getting rid of bad contracts from the previous regime. 
mm-hmm. little by little. They're they're cutting and yeah. cutting. And and you know, Trey Flowers is one that people have talked about that that might be on the chopping block again next year as well. And so they're getting rid of players that that you know I would I I would bet Dan Campbell would, would call turds behind closed doors. They're getting rid of bad contracts, and you know it 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 sucks for Jamie that it didn't work here, but you can't say that people didn't see it coming, right? He he hasn't just worked outside of the Patriot system. And, and, you know, the effort thing is definitely, you know, something that that wasn't ever going to fly with this with this coaching staff. And, you know, Dan, Dan made it pretty damn clear that that was one of his issues with him. So now the lines appear to be moving forward with a really young, really thin linebacking core. And, you know, I, I think the argument could be made that, like, is it, can it really get that much worse? And maybe it does. With, we're going to see. <laughs> we're, we're certainly going to see. I just think the interesting thing is, like, the only guy signed beyond this year is Derek Barnes. So suddenly linebacker is an absolute huge need. And, and maybe, maybe not suddenly, maybe it always was uh, the minute that you decided that Jelani Tavai wasn't going to work out here. And, and I think no one would blame you for making that decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is paying the price from the previous regime. They, they had a whole different set of linebackers that didn't fit what this team wanted to do. So the Lions went out and got one last year, um, but they, they didn't have the resources to get more than one. They're obviously going to try and get resources in that. And I, I don't think they're going to get a lot of resources for Jamie Collins. There's going to be only a handful of teams interested in, in a 31-year-old linebacker who has effort issues and only seems to work in one specific scheme. So anything six or above is, I think, probably more than what the Lions would expect. But this is where we're at. I mean, the, the Lions defense is selling their their good parts already two weeks into the season. Um it's not it's not a great situation to be in, but it's also, I guess, not all that surprising, is it? Not really. No, I don't think so. Because like you mentioned, I, th- I think he just doesn't ring true to being a Dan Campbell guy. And if you're not one of his guys, it's pretty clear that he just doesn't really have the the patience for anybody who's not there to give out to give, you know, their their fullest effort uh, week in and week out. Here's the thing that. I, I, I'm I'm worried or concerned that people are going to jump to. Um, and it might be a minority. I, I can't imagine that there's too many people who are going to be backing Matt Patricia. But the argument being made that, well, you know, Matt Patricia cleaned out, you know, Quandre Diggs, cleaned out Darius Slay in the same sense that, like, he weeded out the players that he didn't want here. So you have Dan Campbell who's doing the same thing. I think there's a very fundamental difference between players like Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs who have gone on and, and and performed well in other places versus Jamie Collins, a guy who has kind of established his track record for himself in anywhere except New England. And, and I mean, I think the main difference there is one was getting ostracized for his conduct off the field. Jamie yeah, Collins is getting exactly. ostracized is, for his conduct on the field. This is football related. It's not, yeah. not being on social media. Okay. It, but, so but I, I, I get the overall comparison though, because it is about establishing a culture. Both are were st- about establishing a culture, but one mm-hmm. believed that the off-field stuff of going on social media in the locker room and things that that mattered to them. Whereas with Dan Campbell, effort on the field matters to him, and I think I think one might be a little bit more important to football acumen. I think so too. All right, that was our quick hit. Uh, We'll be back for the main podcast uh, after the game against the Baltimore Ravens. Also check out our Baltimore Ravens first bite preview with Kyle Barber. We just recorded that. It's a blast. You're going to want to listen to it. Uh, But until then, thank you for listening to this quick mini pod about the, the 
Jamie Collins potential trade, which hasn't happened yet. Uh, until next time, it's cast. Be kind. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.